Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, there's been a fun back and forth lately about how many city police officers are technically enough city police officers. We've got a fun recommendation for locals on, of all things, a Facebook group. And it's really hot outside. But do you know what it takes to actually call it a heat wave? It's July 28th, the Friday News Roundup. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with CityCast Mallory Falk. Good morning. Good morning. And Brittany Haler, the director of the Pittsburgh Institute for Nonprofit Journalism. I did it. Uh-huh. Hello. <laughs> Such a mouthful it in your is. title. It is. Um, how's everybody doing with the heat? I'm awake. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Getting through it. I don't like it. I'm a summer person and this is still like not cool. Yeah, I, literally. <laughs> exactly. No, it's too much. But um, do you think that these past few days have actually qualified as a heat wave? I thought the premise for us talking about this was yes, but from your face, I can't tell now. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, Mallory. <laughs> well, I thought yes, because to count as a heat wave, you need to hit three days in a row with temperatures at or above 90 degrees. Oh. But Yesterday, my phone said 89. You know what? Mine, too. I was watching because I knew that we were going to be talking about this. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we just missed it. I So, well, is 90 then the threshold? Yeah. 90 is the threshold. Is it different then for different parts of the country? Because uh, I don't know. I mean, 90 in Pittsburgh is one thing, but 90 somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I assume that that definition is specific to Pittsburgh. I have to imagine that, you know, like in the Southwest, maybe there's a higher threshold. Right, right. I mean, just visiting, I've been through like 120 degree days in Tucson, Arizona. Um, Like the 90s down there are probably balmy. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I think that's for here specifically. And the temperature is supposed to drop this weekend. So hopefully this heat should be breaking soon. How does the National Weather Service measure temperature here? Do they have like gauges in different places? I called up a meteorologist, Lee Hendricks, with the National Weather Service, and he said that both here and nationally, a lot of it is based on airport data. It's measured at airports. Mm -hmm. So here that would be Pittsburgh International plus the Allegheny County Airport. And then there's some like, you know, citizen volunteers who also check in, but it's mainly those airport measurements. And so he did say that if you're in the city, it's likely like five to seven degrees hotter because oh. we're surrounded by all mm-hmm. this asphalt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the concrete mm-hmm. the buildings. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Can I ask, where is Allegheny Airport? Is that different? It's like close to West Mifflin, like in huh. the Mon Valley-ish. Oh. 
ish. Didn't know it existed. Yeah, uh, I didn't have, until this phone call. Meteorologist, <laughs> like who flies no, out of that? What is that's, that? That's what we used before Pittsburgh International <gasps> was built. Um, oh. And they actually had a five. Now they do the five k at Pittsburgh International, but the, they started it at the Allegheny County Airport, which was super cool. Like you were running a five k on the runways as planes were taking Whoa. off. Wow. <laughs> uh, when is the last time that we had an official heat wave? I was going to ask if anyone had guesses, turning this into a little quiz. Uh, the summer of the pandemic, like when it first say. started, seemed really miserable, but I actually have no idea if I, I qualified. I feel like that was the hottest summer of my life was 2020. I swear but to God. But was that because we were, we were trapped? trapped? Yeah. <laughs> but you're I, not wrong. You're right. Wait, that was it, the most really recent it? heat wave was in the summer of 2020. We had eight consecutive days above oh 90 back in, in July 2020. I paid $300 for an inflatable pool in the parking <laughs> lot of a Walgreens where the lady basically like shoved it across the parking lot like a bank deal. And I was so desperate for water. Like, and we had no pools to go. To, you know what I yeah, mean? And so I paid, I paid $300 for a giant adult inflatable pool for my front yard. Yeah, because I remember there was yeah. like, oh, yeah. there was a shortage. There was a yes, run on yes. inflatable pools yep. and no one could get their hands mm-hmm. on them. And then we lived like kings. <laughs> <laughs> what about the longest recorded heat wave in the Pittsburgh area? Yeah, so that was actually a while ago in the 80s. Hmm. It was in 1988. Um, that's when the record was set 13 days um, from July 4th to 16th. And it got up to 103 was the oh hottest day. An auspicious year indeed. Oh. <laughs> the, the year our uh, esteemed host, Megan Harris, was born. <laughs> the year I graced our planet. Yes. <laughs> and brought the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Always bringing the heat. Uh, okay, so the city proper, and I assume like the cultural district downtown would be like the worst because of all the buildings, um, is the hottest. Is there anywhere that's like cooler? to be. So Hmm. I did ask Lee about that. He didn't have a specific place to mention, but he says that, you know, sometimes if you're in like a little valley, that can remain Hmm. cool because it's not getting direct sunlight and it can trap some cooler air. So like the north side of a hill, he said, is your best bet for the north side of a hill. (laughs) I don't... I wish you could this see the face. I just cocked my head. In. <laughs> He's uh, like one of those cute puppies. What? <laughs> How does one determine that? I, don't, I guess a compass. I guess you got to like find a valley. <laughs> or yeah, like what direction is the sun at this moment? Um, you, I guess one of you should have been on the call. I just took him, like, took it at face value and was like, cool, north side of a hill. I'll share this <laughs> oh, information. That makes sense. I will, I will report the this. Time, the next time I'm on the north side of a hill, I will let you know, Mallory. I thought you were going to say the north side. like, like, <laughs> And then you know, the sentence continued. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like I keep hearing, like, Pittsburgh's supposed to be, like, a decent location for, like, climate refugees. Um at least by the heat metric, because like right now the Southwest seems kind right. of unlivable. I, th- I think mm-hmm. just like in comparison to other places, um, you know, like I, I've mentioned on the show before, I lived in El Paso, Texas for a while. And I think that's a city that's really on like the tipping point of becoming unlivable. Mm. Do you want to guess how many days in a row they've had triple digit weather this summer, a streak that hasn't been broken yet? Uh, this is bleak. Um, yeah. Fifteen. Higher. 25. Brittany's face. <laughs> you know, this is, it's much higher. <gasps> really? 60? Not quite that okay. high. 42. At yeah. this point, it's been 43 days. So by I, Price is Right rules, I went. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I just like I, I can't imagine my last summer there broke me. It made me mm. so grateful for Pittsburgh rain in a way I never thought I would be. And I do think like I, I, I do feel like I left a city that like people aren't going to be able to live in at some point for a place that feels like. I don't know, a more reasonable place to kind of build a life and build a future. So. Mallory, you also lived Aww. in New Orleans, which also is it like potentially yeah. going to be I mean, livable because of the water table. I think Are all you- the time about moving back there. But, I, you know, it, like when I was thinking about coming back to Pittsburgh, one of the check marks was the fact that it feels insulated from some of the extreme weather that mm. other parts of the country are seeing and other places I've lived in are seeing. I, I grew up in southern Maryland on an island and then lived in North Carolina for a while and then moved here. Everyone in the South was like, ooh, Pittsburgh snow, like extreme weather. And then when I moved here, everyone was like, it's really mild here, honestly. And I have, I would say that's true. I came here the the winter of polar vortex. Me too. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a really rough I was winter. like, they lied. And then it... But everything since then has been pretty yeah. cake. Yeah. Like, there has... I have not seen substantial snow here ever. Yeah. Like, I have never... Cold been, temperatures. Yes. But right, not, I think, not super snowy. And I remember a lot of snow from when I was a kid, and it's at, like that feels like it's changed. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was obviously never like Minnesota here, mm-hmm. but I think the winters have gotten a lot milder since... You know, I think I was maybe the most snow I've had since living here 10 years is like eight inches or something. I mean, someone should fact check that, I guess. But I mean, it's not <laughs> like I don't ever I've never had to shovel myself out of my house or anything even close to that. You know? By that barometer, yes, I think we're all pretty fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, Pittsburgh is, you know, doing better this summer than a lot of parts of the country and the world. But obviously this heat, you know, it's still a lot. It can still get very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I do want to shout out the fact that the city has cooling centers open through today um, from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m for folks who need that um in Beachview, Brighton Heights, Greenfield, Homewood, Sheridan and the South Side and then City Parks Recreation Centers with air conditioning some of those locations will also be open and we'll include a list of all of that in our show notes. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So if you listen to our show every day, you may have heard about this police staffing survey that came out earlier this month. Um, It asked current officers a bunch of stuff about training and morale and job satisfaction. Um, WPXI had an interesting rundown of some of the uh, results of that. If you want to check it out, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, But it also made some suggestions about how many police officers these researchers think we need. Do you all know how many uniformed police officers we currently have in Pittsburgh? I do from editing newscasts, but that doesn't feel fair, so I'll turn it over to Brittany. Uh, I also might know, I think. <laughs> okay. 787? Is That's that how right? many we have. Oh, okay. We are budgeted oh, for 900 yes. and have been for decades. Yes. Uh, and the percentage of actual city employees, I thought, was really interesting, too. So there's 900 budgeted positions. We only have 3,400 city employees total. Oh, wow. So it's like a huge chunk of our city, like people employed by the city. Somehow doesn't totally surprise me. I get, Yeah, it makes sense. It's just not something I'd like seen the numbers on yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went, I went a little too far. I'm a Googling. Uh, do you all know how much money that represents? No. I looked, Do not. In, I looked into 20 years of uh, city budget data. <laughs> I got to say uh, props to the city departments for figuring out things like pagination over the last 20 years. Uh, there's been a lot of updates in how we upload our PDFs to the city <laughs> websites, and I'm just really grateful that we've come as far as we have. Um, if you include our debt service, which they lump under the finance department, um, the police represents about $118 million, um, which is a the, by far the largest line item in our city budget, wow. like our operating budget. As compared so, to, like, what's another branch or thing that we've, like, do, can we have a comparison? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Office of the Mayor, for example, uh, 2023 budget is $4.7 million. Wow. A lot fewer people, though. But I just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. City Council is three million. Uh, Let's see. Our finance department again. They get lumped in with our debt service, so Uh that's why they're bigger. But like any department could have swallowed the debt service. Like there's no reason why it has to be finance. Um, Is a hundred and eighty-four million. I'm rounding, obviously. Wow. 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 Yeah. Um, It's interesting. Yeah. I think the next closest one is the (laughs) the Bureau of Fire is ninety-four point six (laughs) million. which also has a whole lot of people. So then going back to this survey, what exactly did it find? It found that we have enough police officers, but we should probably restructure some of them to move folks off patrol mm. and into specialized units, mm. which um, our new police chief, Larry Scarato, uh, he agrees that we probably need more people in specialized units. He did not agree that we have enough police officers. Can you give us some examples of specialized units? Like what kind of stuff are we talking about? Yeah, like missing persons, sex assault, narcotics. Mm. There's a ton of different ones. And so you said Scrato does not agree with this assessment. (laughs) No, he called it a good baseline, like a nice to have, but nah, they want all 900 people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But how they get to those 900 always sort of fascinated me. I really like people math. (laughs) So, I mean, he wants 900. We're not there yet. But remember you mentioning there's like a new 
police academy class that's starting soon? Started this week. Yeah. Um, It's the first one since before the pandemic. Like they put them on hold. I actually had a buddy that was in the fire academy at the time and they kept having to stop class because people would be exposed. So it took so much longer for him to get through the fire academy than it was supposed to. Um, But yeah, there's one that started this past Monday. There's one starting in November and there's another one that's still in the planning stages for early 2024. The test for that one is actually this week. I think it's today. Um, And so usually they get 30 to 40 candidates per class. But guess how many people are currently eligible for retirement? They can file twice a year. I think that's like a union rule. Um, So they get some heads up that these people are going to retire. But yeah, it's want to take a guess? 100? (laughs) 150? (laughs) I have nothing really to base this on. Well, you know, there's 787. Right. Mm -hmm. And people can retire from the police bureau after 20 years. So is it much higher? Are we talking like half the force? It's a good third of the force, the Hmm. current force. Hmm. Yeah, it's 236 officers that are eligible for retirement, which, you know, you can do in your early 40s. Actually, police chief Larry Scarato did. He retired. He left for another position and now he's back. Hmm. So that brings us down to... Well, if they all retired. They won't. They won't, obviously. Like, you have to be financially positioned to be able to retire. (laughs) Um, Or you can go to another position. What a lot of people do is they'll retire from the city and they'll go to another borough for a Mm. different job um, that's a little less risky. Um, Maybe the pay is a little bit better. Um, Some people leave uh, police departments here and everywhere um, and maybe go seek, like, elected office. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can actually get technically double pension. Like, that's a thing that some people have done in Pennsylvania. So then, I don't know, does Scarato, he wants that 900. I mean, who ultimately makes the call about whether, you know, g- given the results of this study, mm-hmm. who decides whether to kind of go with the study that's saying we already have enough and they should get, and some of them should get moved, or we're going to stick with this 900 number? I mean, the study was, it was commissioned by the mayor, um, but it compared us to a lot of other cities. It's not something that anyone has to act on. Um, it's just more information to have. I do think it was funny that it was one of the 2022 goals to complete it. And then now that it's complete and we have a new chief, they're like, yeah, cool, chill. I don't care. <laughs> We're budgeted for 900. We've always been budgeted for 900, at least in the 21st century. So now they're just like, no, nah, we're going to stick with this. Thanks. If he's saying we have 900, we have roughly 800. Where is he? Where where do the 100 have to be? Yeah. Like, I where that, is it that they're not doing their job, hole. that yeah. we're in crisis? Where do these 100 guys like have to go? Guys, that's, that's the pivotal point, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I they have to out hire the retirements. So mm. they'll, I think he said on average, it's between like 35 and 50 people retire a year. When the academies are up and rolling, they're bringing on 25 to 35 people per academy. Um, so they just have to keep the academy moving and they'll schedule more academy classes as they need them. So like we have three either started or in the works right now, but we didn't have any for three years, which is why we're a little lower than maybe we were before. It also means that our overtime numbers um, have gone way up. We're budgeted for like $17 million in overtime just for the police department. Because that's what I was going to ask. I think kind of connected to that is like if he's saying we're 100 short, um, what's been the consequence? Like what things aren't getting done because there's not that those hundred people there to fill it. But it sounds like maybe it is getting done just like requiring just overtime, requiring mm-hmm. overtime, which is something that the police union, Bob Schwartzwelder, has talked a lot about. Like he's getting tons and tons and tons of overtime notices. He told WESA that either the study is invalid or that police command is, quote, mismanaging its force. Mm. I think he meant the first one, but he was trying <laughs> to make a point. 
I mean, so do we know anything about the the composition of this newest class? Like, is it all going to kind of be white dudes? Mostly. Yep. Yeah. And and has been for a long time. It's I think you said it was 10 percent female, 10 percent people of color, um, at least as they identified. Um, and that's among the 30. And that's pretty like that's about what the bureau at large is. Um, obviously, we're 50 50 in the city um, by gender. And we have about 25 percent um, who identify as black. Um, fun fact, have y'all ever heard actually of the one plus one plus one plus one rule here in Pittsburgh? I haven't. It always breaks my brain to try to say that. In <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's this uh, hiring rule that we had in the 70s and 80s and part of the 90s um, where the a federal court had ordered city of Pittsburgh to improve our diversity in the police force by hiring recruits in groups of four. So it had to be one black man, one black woman, one white woman, and one white man. Um, And other races could be part of that too. Um, It helped a lot, Uh, but then it was deemed unconstitutional in 1991. um, And our diversity numbers were so bad by 2012 that the ACLU sued the city over our lack of diversity. That suit was settled in 2015 and included changing some of our hiring practices. Um, but the city clearly has not cracked the code on this. Um, the chief, uh, Larry Scarato, says that uh, diversity is like his one of his top priorities in the coming years. I did learn about this from Brenda Tate. Do you know who she is? Mm-mm, no. She is a retired police officer who worked in the Hill District for years and years and years. She walked a beat there for like 30 years or something. Yeah. And she was hired under the one plus one plus blah, 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 And that's blah, blah. the problem is that like so many of the people that were hired under this mm-hmm. are now eligible for retirement or have already retired. So every single year that passes, our diversity numbers get worse and worse and worse because all the people that were brought in under this are now leaving us. Yep. Brenda Tate is like a pillar in her community and awesome. And she's retired now and she's still kind of is like unofficially walking the beat in the hill. But uh, yeah, we need folks. We need more Brenda Tates. Totally. (laughs) And lastly, Brittany, uh, I think you were bringing us a little touch of joy for this week. Oh, good. Um, Well, uh, as you know, I have a five month old. You do? Yes. He's real cute in pictures. He is very cute and chubby. Um, But I was invited to a Facebook group that's called Pittsburgh Parents, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And in it, it is just on like a list of announcements of cool things to do in the city with your kid. Um, And they can be free or they cannot be free. But I'm discovering a new Pittsburgh and it's been super fun and exciting for me, even though my kid is only five months old and can't participate in any of the things that we're doing. (laughs) It's not really for him. Yeah, no, it's for me. He's a really really cute football right now. Uh, I am floored that your recommendation is a Facebook group. Yes. In this, the year of our Lord, 2023. (laughs) I know. But Twitter is dead. You mean X? Yes. Uh, (laughs) What do you like? What kinds of recommendations are you getting on this Facebook page? Sell me on it. Um, So uh, one of the things which is kind of silly, but also cool, is the State Department was asking parents to count fireflies once a week with their kids. Cute. Again, my five month old is not doing this, but I am like <laughs> now fantasizing about when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also made me notice fireflies, like just something I probably wouldn't have sought and done. And like I'm laying in my house and looking out, I'm like counting fireflies, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of making the world more magical again. Um, I also went to the Children's Museum for the first time. I've never been. <gasps> Did you know that the third floor is a water park? No. What? 
It's I mean, an indoor my, water extravaganza. It is amazing. <laughs> I also have a, a very adorable football. He's eight months old, um, close, closing in on nine. But no, I've never, I've never experienced that. Speaking of heat, it's probably going to be packed, but it's a nice it's, indoor spot. It's indoor. There's like you can drop buckets of water. There's water that comes from the ceiling and comes down. Like you can just play. Around. I think he's probably at an age where you could sit him on something and he'll just splash. And oh stuff. yeah, we're real good at yeah, that. Yeah, he would probably still be entertained in there. Wait, My is that why son that big, was not. enormous <laughs> fish is like the fish statue is outside the children's museum? I've always wondered oh, why. I don't know. Don't, don't look at me. I don't know the answer <laughs> to these questions. Um, it's awesome in there. But I did not know the whole. So bring a bathing suit. My great aunt was like, oh, you're going to the Children's Museum. Bring a bathing suit. And I was like, has she lost her mind? <laughs> but in fact, there is a mini water park up on the top floor. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to think of what else. They they uh, The center of reuse. Creative reuse? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They do like craft free craft nights um, Mm -hmm. for kids that you can like go and make a craft and I think they partner with the East End Co-op or something cool Um, and then I don't know if you have to be invited to to see these things though oh well like, if uh, yeah. anyone needs the hookup we yeah. know Brittany's like, the I'm place there, to go so just email me <laughs> um also, this is a side note. I have noticed the the water steps on the north side mm-hmm. is basically like a pool yeah, it is. I didn't know that. Which I think is kind of gross, personally. But <laughs> there's just yeah. always, like, there's always some, like, vague trash there and is goose poop tra- yes, there. that's true. And it's, like, that's I mean, it's, it's true. great. It's really nice. It could be good. <laughs> I wish they'd power wash it occasionally. Yes, 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 yes. But I kind of, like, it's so Pittsburgh to me. Like, I didn't know <laughs> about that. And then I was like, we are resourceful people here. Like, we will just ma- get it done. Yeah, yeah. If there's a water feature to be found, the Point <laughs> Fountain is another good example. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. People just jump right in. Yep. Yep, I'm gonna stick my baby in that. <laughs> it's so hot. As long as you're not putting your baby in the mom, I think we're yeah. good. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Our music is by Benji. Mallory Falk is our lead producer. The show is produced this week by Maria Carter and Noah Snyderman. Francesca DeBecco writes our newsletter, and I'm your host, Megan Harris. We'll be back on Monday with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have you flown out of Latrobe? No, have you? Oh my God, yes. Is it good? Oh yeah. There's a restaurant. It's like, basically the airport is an Italian restaurant. And then there's a gate (laughs) next to it. And you can fly to Florida for like 30 bucks or something.